your soul or your life, mortal. Choose wisely. Look, I, I already have a patron, so I can't I can't give you my soul, but uh about some rolling in the geek episodes? Hello, I'm Ken Brown, and as the Game Master for Riven, the Shattered Continent, I welcome you to our table. Team, please introduce yourselves. Hello, um, I'm Harpus Pissarro, and, well, I'm alone now, um, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure I'll manage somehow. Oh, Trevor, I miss you. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Riven and get ready for Rolling in the Geek. Hey, it's Ken, your Game Master here. And on behalf of the Rick Geek family, we beseech thee, if we are pleasing to thine ear holes, please check out Rolling in the Geek on Patreon, And please rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever listening platform you favor. It helps get more people at our table, and we can never have too many cooks in our kitchen. Now, back to three guys screaming at numbered shapes for not helping them enough. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. Harkos and the hooded figure discuss a deal with Harkos returning to his room while the figure finishes his business, and after it is done, he will return Trevor to him. They talk back and forth, but Harkos cannot trust the figure, so he throws Ansigar a greatsword he took from one of the earlier knights and then prepares to attack. The figure tells them that their friend will be his friend, and touches Trevor's head, who then walks forward and begins to attack Phil. In another realm, Trevor feels his soul ebb and flow back and forth between worlds. The fight goes back and forth until Ansigar eventually comes out and helps by attacking and critting on the figure, and Harkos takes Bad Trevor down. Bad the fight, Trevor. Bad Trevor. Sorry. The fight <laughs> closes in around the figure, who tries desperately to regain the upper hand. Trevor, unfortunately, passes away, and Numerath shows him his true form. <sighs> Harkos hears Trevor slip into death, and gets the passion to finish the fight, and he strikes down the figure at long last. And that is where we pick back up. I, uh, so you've just slain the hooded figure. I, uh, Phil kind of takes a step back and then realizes that he left Trevor back there. So he turns and runs over to Trevor and checks on him. And looks up at you and he says, uh, Harkos, he's, he's, he's gone. I, I know. I, I felt it. I, oh. I thought I would be the first one to fall. Not, not him. Good job dropping that ball, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yell at Phil for dropping the ball because he rolled well. 
loser. Um. So you hear from behind you as you're kind of turned and you're talking to Phil, you hear the clang of metal as Ansigar drops the sword that he was carrying. The, they tried to kill me. Fuck you, Ansigar. Uh, they... Are you all right? No. <laughs> no. Hey, you, you can see that he is pretty badly wounded. The, the shot he took to the shoulder must have done a pretty good number on him. L- listen, I... Not to be rude, but don't be a you about this. I, I need to know how severe... I need to know how severe your injuries are so we can address them properly before deciding what happens next. Well, it doesn't tickle. It it hurts quite a bit. Then why don't we all take a moment and gather ourselves before we go on? I need to clear my head anyway. Uh, so Phil kind of looks over at you and he says, uh, well, do you want me to like try to patch him up a little bit, or... Who, Ansigar? Uh, Phil asks you. Yeah, I know, but Phil is yeah, speaking yeah. of Ansigar, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't have any way to help him, and no offense to him, I, I don't believe he can help himself, so... Sure. I, I mean, if, if you can do anything for him... Uh, would be nice. Well, I think at the very least I can try to stop the bleeding. That seems like a pretty bad wound. Uh, I, I've got some bandages and stuff, but I'm basically he'll just be able to to give him a little bit of a patch job, and and that's about it. He's proficient in medicine, so he'll be able to make sure that he's fine, but uh, so- he won't be able to like heal him. So Phil says the thing about the it looked like uh, I should be able to stop the bleeding and it looked like it was doing pretty bad or whatever. Parkos is going to like walk towards and past Ansigar to go like sit in uh, some of the seats while he while Harkos rests. And as he does, Harkos is going to reach up. Specifically, I'm crossing on whatever side isn't fucking hurt because I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, Harkos is going to reach up and place a hand on his shoulder and go. Yes, and despite his injuries, he was a true champion of Torm this day. And then I'm going to go sit down. I think for the first time, you you see Ansigar look a little shy and humbled by what you said. Good, motherfucker. Take take the fucking compliment and keep your mouth shut about it. (laughs) Uh, so Phil goes over and he's he's gonna work on patching up uh, patching up Ansigar, which yeah, he did pretty well. Uh, so he you see him start wrapping his shoulder in bandages and uh, you know trying to clean clean off the wound as as well as he can. Uh, and so you you go to sit down, kind of take a breather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you hear. 
noises from the car behind you. So the next the next car back. Wonderful. This is um exactly what I wanted right now. So um I will rise uh and I'm gonna walk over and um tell Phil he needs to uh Phil ready yourself for whatever's coming next I suppose Ansigar you've done a lot in in your state if if you need to bow out I I do not fault you for that you you're quite badly wounded we don't have the proper people or tools to make you better just now so uh Phil looks up at you and he gives uh he gives Ansigar a pat on the shoulder and then stands up and gets his morning star out and comes up next to you. Uh it was it was kind of a fluke that he was able to do anything in this in this this last fight. Ansigar is is not in any shape to be doing any sort of combat. And I'm he will aware. He, he will he will take a few steps back and kind of give you a oh you take care of it kind of gesture I am going to uh, pick up the great sword again though mm-hmm. and I'm going to offer it to him and be like if if you want to keep this with you should you come across anyone else you are more than welcome he, you you're going to give me a weapon for for real not just Okay. All right. Uh, so he reaches out and he takes it, and uh, so he doesn't have a you know a scabbard or anything, so he just kind of holds yeah. on to it a little awkwardly. <laughs> uh, but Phil's Phil's next to you and ready to do whatever. So I'll look at Ansigar a bit. Be safe, and then I'll gesture to the door with Phil and start walking, I guess. Uh, okay, so you get up to the door, and it doesn't sound like any kind of like crazy noises. There's just shuffling and, and movement that's coming from the other side. So I'll just look at Phil and be ready for anything. Okay. And I'll open the door. Alright, so you open up the door, and... Uh, you see a similar state of chaos as many of the other train cars that you've been in thus far. Uh, that the walls to a lot of the cabins have been blown open. Uh, there's a lot of debris, random bits and pieces that are all over the place, uh, and a lot of unconscious people. Uh, but different from some of the other rooms that you've been in, there is somebody who seems to have their wits about them that is moving around and he's like bandaging and and taking care of some of these people that have fallen. Brad, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Like in character or describe him? Don't uh, I think that this is we'll we'll do a mini 
mini session zero for him. <laughs> mini session zero. Yeah, it's like I said uh, in chat. It's a moment zero. Yeah, it's a moment zero. zero. So just kind of uh, describe your character, who he is, and then uh, a little <sighs> bit about him, and then we'll we'll jump back into the interaction. <clears throat> so his name is Lanros Bonejuer. He's a shifter. Um, he is also a broken bone domain cleric which is a underground oracle subclass for the cleric which sounds completely badass as does most of their stuff um, technically they're evil the 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 backstory if is pretty pretty twisted for the the cult that they follow but this guy has his own views of things. <clears throat> um, he's about uh, seven foot tall. Pretty, pretty, pretty stocky built. And uh, he's the. Oh, crap. What's it called? Beast hide path of the shifter. So he's got bear like features. So his, his face has that like in between human and bear face of so the the long the longer like broad snout and kind of yeah you see the 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 weird in-betweens for the 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 wear beings it's it's kind of that that face mm-hmm. and uh he's he's not like bear fur covered but he's definitely hairier than the normal person. <laughs> and uh, he's got he's got a beard and then he's got the, the whole single braid down the middle of his head, long hair like the Vikings and in the, the beard and the hair. He's got uh, bone beads. He's got bone bracers on accents in his boots that are bone <clears throat> has a two handed ball with a that's the the head of it shaped like a, a ram's skull with the horns so he's got a thing uh, for bones that's yeah. what you're that's what you're yeah. saying okay all right so uh harkos that is what you see walking through this cabin um So Harkos, even though he's he's bandaging people, Harkos is still going to have his uh, like spear at the ready, um, and uh, just kind of stop and be in in a in a uh, like prepared stance for for fighting, just in case. Wouldn't be the first time I had to fight Brad, um, and then. <laughs> uh, he didn't do so hot last time. Um, <laughs> still hurts. Uh, so I will. Uh, Harkos will address him. Um, excuse me. Who are you, and what are you doing? Another one that seems to be fine. It's not just me. I am. 
Lanros. Attempting to bandage up all of these people. Why? Well, they all decided to have a brawl in here and it did not turn out well for any of them. And and you you had you had nothing to do with with how they are now. Um a few. I, I was gonna say you probably <laughs> you probably came in and were like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I tried not to. They didn't give me much choice. And you? You look not so well yourself. It's been a morning, to say the least. That it has. So, you're not... You have no association with hooded figures or knights that have been ransacking this train. You've you've not seen any of those people. Like, all you've seen is is these these guys kind of just beating the shit out of each other. You could say I've had uh, previous association with hooded figures, but I have not seen anyone on this train. Oh, that's such a bad thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true! I know, Nick knows. (laughs) Oh, this this feels so... See, this is is one of those moments where in in D&D, I don't know... I don't know whether it would be a good thing to meta a little bit and kind of let that roll off Harkus's shoulders or to just be like what do you mean you used to be and then make fucking Brad's new character go into exposition mode because <laughs> he needs to defend himself before Harkus fucking tries to rip him limb from limb which presumably would not go well for Harkus in his current state of HP <laughs> um, <laughs> it wouldn't fucking stop me though um, poor Phil Phil would die um, Phil. But yeah, I mean, uh, so Harkos is going to tighten his grip on his spear, and um, uh, Lan Ross, got to learn that name now, uh, would notice that it definitely looks like he's readying himself a little bit more. Like, what do you mean, previous association with hooded figures? <laughs> Well, you see, I was raised by a cult. It not not to interject here, but kind of looks like you're still part of one. <laughs> kinda. <clears throat> well, that was Phil. Don't say kinda yeah, was, in uh, Brad's voice. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was that was Phil. <laughs> Sorry, that that done were um, Phil. I I serve. Uh, a a god differently than they do, but it is the same god. Is it a dragon? No. Who would serve a dragon? 
the hooded figures we've been fighting. You are not fighting the same hooded figures, and if you were, I would help you anyways. I do not think that where I came from is appropriate. Twisted. They're they're very twisted. Not they do not serve the god properly. What, may I ask, is your god you serve? Give me a second. Is that one the fire? You, you seem to be struggling. Maybe you do serve a dragon. <laughs> Phil! Now! While he's busy thinking. <laughs> I rolled a 19. That was such a waste. <sighs> I... I serve the great Ekrasis. God of the skeletal throng. Skeletal throng? Throng. Good, Good one, Phil. Uh, what? I I thought he said thong. It seemed weird. Like <sighs> like a bikini made out of bones. Okay, never mind. You know how to <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how to bandage? Um I I do. Perhaps we could get this moving faster. I'm only one person. Do you know what's it's it's all the the next car is the last one on the in the train, yeah? Yes. Okay. Do you know the state of the the car there that that one behind you? Broken and bandaged. I was in the back. The very back. It would seem then that as far as the problems most of them are concerned that the interlopers are no longer on this train. Well, that's a relief, right, Argos? Yes. I did not see who caused any of this, so if, uh... Well, if you'd like to see them, their bodies are in the next car. Oh. I suppose it couldn't hurt. Um. Okay. Uh. Do we. It's definitely not a weird thing to say. (laughs) Do we. Do we finish? Like, trying to help some of these people? Or, uh. Are you. Are you done? Well, I would assume the dead guys in the next room you're talking about aren't going anywhere, so we have a little bit. You watch your tongue. Ooh. Pardon? Um. You are not allowed to speak about any of the dead people in the next room. 
I thought you said they were... Some of them were. Not all of them. We... We lost a friend. Oh. I'm... I'm sorry. I, uh... I wish there was something I could do to help. Well, no offense, but I find it hard to believe that your bandages would do anything for him. No, not if he's already gone. Has he completely passed? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Which is out of the realm of anything I have control of. So Phil's going to kind of look back and forth between the two of you, and he's going to pull out his little med kit thing, and he's going to start he's going to start working on some of these folks to, to get them get them patched up a little bit, the ones that, that look a little bit more severe. Uh, so he's, he starts working on that uh, and helps you La- Lavros, correct? Lanros. 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 So he helps you, Lanros, get uh, get these people righted. Uh, strangely, like, even the folks that don't seem like they have too bad of injuries, are it, everybody's just unconscious. Okay. Uh, even if they doesn't look like they've been severely hurt, that they're just, they're conked. They're out. Uh, but he helps you get the rest of them patched up, uh, and he informs you that there's, you know, a couple more cars further up ahead that have more, but, uh, you know, that doesn't know if it's, if it's worth taking the time. That's everybody kind of seems so. Everybody, I mean, it seems like everyone just had kind of minor injuries. They they sure beat each other up, but they didn't really. It, it didn't look like they were aiming to kill. Yes, it did not seem that way back here either. And, and from your perspective, because you were actually in one of these cars when it happened, it was just like a light switch. <laughs> like someone stood up and was like, ah! Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that the explosion happened. You heard the same explosion. And then immediately after... It's just like people's eyes widened and then they grabbed something or if they could, you know, a piece of pipe or a fork or whatever and just started going to town on each other. So it was it was very sudden. There was no warning. It was just boom. And then people started going bonkers. So he uh, Phil, I. finishes up with the the last person and he gets up and looks at you, Harkos, and he says, well, what do we uh, what do we do from here? We we didn't we didn't check those robes to see if there was anything left. All right. We should inspect them. Not that I feel good about rooting around and 
robes that were on a dead guy, but uh, uh, it, if we could find a clue or anything, then might help us figure out what's going on. Don't, if, don't if. worry, I can root or I did my fair share of corpse rooting in the mines which in the mines, so oh. fucking roll better this time, dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> I tried I tried to get uh, new dice out of this and I I did got laughed at. No. Aww, that's rude. That's very rude. Let me, let me talk to her. Sorry, let, <laughs> let me yell at her. Um, sorry, Brad's whatever new character was saying something before I so rightly interrupted. Oh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. You you guys haven't said names yet, have you? Uh, mm, no, I said I a good one, so. Phil, once. No, did you? Oh, yeah. Um, Phil he, made some he, comment he, about uh, th- he made the thong comment. Yeah, and I said good one, Phil. <clears throat> and I think Phil oh. just said maybe he didn't address me. Maybe it was Ken addressing me. But either way, um, Phil was it? Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't even introduce myself. He he holds a hand out to you and. Uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm, uh, Phil of Andrew Raska. Uh, you can call me Phil for short. I'll take his hand. Eh. You know, give it the nice tight grip with my 18 strength. Well. Oh, my, my apologies. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm new at this. Anyways, uh, if you, you sounded hesitant about the robes if it's a superstition thing I can assure you uh, they do not care uh oh, oh okay cool Marcos Marcos yes. he's creeping me out a little bit <laughs> he said it just a little too loud I have that effect. I apologize. Oh my god, he wasn't supposed to hear me. I mean, if if the bones didn't do it for you, I'd, I'm quite proud, honestly. So, uh, Harkos will walk up and put out a hand. And, uh, quick sidebar. Um, Nick just made a decision... Uh, for Harkos's character development that's about to happen in these next few moments. Uh, Nick did not discuss this at all with Ken and Brad. Um, oh, oh boy. So, I wanted to put it out there. It's a thought that popped into my head, and I really like it. If you two do not, we will strike it from the record and move forward without it. But it just popped into my head, and I was like, I feel like that might be something he would do. So during this introduction will be my character choice and you can tell me whether uh, it it is pleasing to the court or not so <laughs> Harkos is going to walk up to Lanros and hold out a hand He'll take take your hand Harkos 
Arcos Pissarro. And then uh, his head's going to perk up a little bit. And Arcos Ironjaw Pissarro. I'm an, I'm an Alakokra monk from the Sanctuary of Hokkaido. Is, is that is that okay? That's not yep. too... Okay. Nope. <laughs> so, no, it, I, hurtful, I thought, but, you know... I, I, well, you're, you're welcome. I'm good at that. I thought about introducing myself as Harko's Iron Jaw, but I knew Phil would have questions, <laughs> and there would there would be some some weirdness going on there. Um, and the main reason I, I, I thought about uh, doing it as a last name real quick is because presumably Harko's just got given a last name by the monastery, so it doesn't it's not really a namesake. Um, and the closest thing, much like Trevor, that Harko's had to family was Trevor. Like yes, he had all the brothers at the monastery, but being a Alacoker, he was always looked at funny. Trevor never did that. So I was like, he, especially in this moment as he's being tumultuous with his emotions and trying not to just shatter, um, he's going to slap as many pieces of glue on as he can. Um, and that's <laughs> one of them. Or probably the one, is, uh, as, as a remembrance. He is now Harkos Ironjaw Pissarro. If is... that's okay. No, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Works for me. Okay. It's good to meet you. I am Lanros Bone Chewer. Broken Bone Cleric of Acrasis. I'm kind of a knight. Kinda. You look like one. That's new. I mean, anyway, yeah. Did, did, Lan Ross, did, did you get given all those names or did you just pick them to try and sound scary? Because <laughs> either way, it's kind of working, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. I assure you I did not choose these. The... The... uh, The cult. They are quite ruthless. They they go through towns and pick off the weak and enslave them. My parents were part of that. Uh, They died during. They they did not give. And for whatever reason, I was spared and raised by these people. Uh, This is quite the story for what they are, but I do not have the same beliefs. They they believe that you take people and you break them and the weak serve as sacrifices. I believe that the stories have been twisted over the years 
I do not believe that our God wishes us to trample the weak. Uh, you see, there's a lot of gods out there that that's that's for sure what they think. Just saying, I'm not I'm not accusing your god of anything, but you know, there's a lot out there that really definitely think that. Well, if that's what he thinks, then I would assume with all the things I have done, he would have taken my power. And yet, I still control it. Okay, I'm going to go to the other car now. Uh, <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're all done here. Right, Harkos? Yep. Yes, we have business to attend to. So Phil turns and, and heads back into the other room. Do you wish for me to come along, or shall I stay here? What do you? Why? Why do you need to know what I what I want? Well, I here by myself, and you two seem to be... Well, you know each other, obviously. I don't wish to tag along if you do not need me. So or Phil, want me around. Phil pokes his head back in the room, and he says, Hey, uh, you know, not to, not to be dropping no eaves, but uh, he, he is the only other person that we found on this train that wasn't affected by whatever did this to anybody else. He he must must be must be kind of strong. Well, he's the only other person besides us and the bad guys. You mean? Well, I you know I didn't really mean it that way to to poke at that, but <laughs> I mean I did. <laughs> I'm in that way to poke at that. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to poke the bear, but oh, oh, Sue. <laughs> oh, I've heard that one before. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, okay, I'll be, I'll be over here. You, you are more than happy to do whatever you like. If, if you want to see the people who caused this chaos, feel free. If, if you want to go back to sleep and keep living the lie that you've been doing, take the red pill. I don't care what you do. Just go back to... I don't... I'm not making choices for people today. I've done a poor job hey. of that so far, so I'm giving up that responsibility for the moment. Oh, I I don't know what happened, but I'm sure it wasn't your fault. 
You're right. You you don't know what happened. And then Harkos is going to go to the other train car before Nick says <laughs> something very, very mean. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll pause there for a minute and then follow through. Hey, uh, so when you come in, uh, you see another, uh, a tall, bloodied, blonde man uh, looks to be half el- half elven. Uh, that he looks at you and he draws a he draws a great source. Ah, beast, be gone! I, should, so, should I attack? <laughs> not knowing that he came through, but and cigar. I I thought we were getting somewhere. I'm I'm not. I, no, not I'm not, not that, you. That that him. Well, oh, he's fine. I guess he was helping injured people in the other car. He, it's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'm in this mode now. Uh, I appreciate it. But, you know, I just want to be strong and and hit things. Yes. Oh. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes. This not your normal mode. No, this is the mode I'm in all the time. Yes. Isn't isn't that right, Phil? (laughs) Ha ha. Ah, uh, uh, he, yes. Um. Uh, Phil is uh, kind of kneeled by the uh, by the the robes. So you come in, and it it kind of looks like a it's a clusterfuck in here. Uh, since you haven't been in this room except for to, when you passed through to to get to your car, I. Uh, that everything has all been pushed off to the side. There's a lot of blood uh, <laughs> in, in a number of different places. And you see a uh, 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 armored figure that's been all cut up and is dead on the ground. And then a pile of, of black ropes that is pretty close by him. Uh, and you see the guy, Phil is uh kneel down kind of searching through through the robes. Wow. Assist, I suppose. Okay. Uh so Phil starts going through. Okay. Uh and he pulls out a small piece of parchment. 
uh, he looks over at Arcos. He says, uh, "This is this is all that was in here. It's just robes. Otherwise, I'll he go hands it over to you. I'll grab it and I'll open it up and read it. Okay, uh, in very fine script, there is just a very short note on here that says, "Find him and bring him here." Alive at all costs. In Pylorvo's name, Reemgar. I will go ahead and send that in our chat so that way you can see it. Okay, yeah, I just I wrote it down in my little in the margins of my my parody book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a notebook up here with me because I'm a loser. Fucking I, quarantine recording setup. <laughs> why don't the two of you go ahead and roll a history check? History. Or actually, we'll just answer or ju- just answer our fuck. Just uh, Harkos right now because uh, uh, Planros, you haven't seen the note. Okay. Harko's done no shit. That's a two on the die plus one. Okay. Um, I, 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 sorry, you say your thing. You're the DM. Uh, I was rolling for Phil. Uh, Okay. So, uh, was there something that you were going to say? I was going to say, I was, I was going to show Phil and Ansigar and be like, do, do either of you know what any of this might mean? Don't worry, Lanros. I'll ask you next. Don't want to exclude uh, Brad from the campaign. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so you were fucking it, thinking it. Ansigar shrugs his one good, good shoulder. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Phil will say you don't you don't recognize the name Pylorvo. I'll I'll be upfront with you, Phil. I I didn't pay very much attention to anything in my studies at the sanctuary I metaphorically and sometimes quite literally had my head in the clouds so uh, Pylorvo was he was one of the dragon tyrants or she was one of the dragon tyrants oh she was the she was the red dragon. And I'm a little terrified that they would be invoking her name in a note like this. So you're fighting a cult that serves the dragons? We are fighting an idea that people can bring the dragons back. This is very disturbing. And I suppose I shouldn't call it an idea when we've seen it in practice quite literally. So it is a movement at this point. 
not to interject with the conversation, but who's who's him? It Ed says Cigar, find him. him. Oh, okay. I I thought answer. I was like, who's that guy? Ed Cigar, we've been over this. <laughs> no, it's Phil is asking. It says it says find him. That who's who's him? Who are they referring to? And he kind of like side eyes over to Ant Cigar. I'm I'm not even gonna be <laughs> fucking blunt about it. I'm gonna look at Phil, but I can only assume that they meant Ansigar, and now I'll turn to Ansigar. Did you not say they attacked you? Uh, why? Well, they did, but I, why would they... Why would they want to take me? I'm... Did, mm-hmm. did they Did they chase you back here as well? Uh, they drug me. They... Oh, oh. So they they drug me and and then they teleported me back here. It was because of the broken car. Well, there's a, there's the, a broken car. I second that. There's a broken car. We are not talking about that right now. What we were talking about <laughs> is you laugh all you want about your own death, you dickwad. <laughs> Us laughing about you. We're not talking about that. Um. So it would be v- very uh, apparent to me that, Ansigar, you are the him in question, and as far as the why you, I can only think that through someone, be it alien or otherwise, the word of your capture and happenings in Iron's Edge has gotten back to friends of yours, which spells very, very bad um, things for us when we reach our destination, I would presume. That's, uh... That's not good. That's... This whole... This whole endeavor could be fruitless if if word has gotten gotten out that far. We... We we could be in, and you all especially could be in great danger if you meet. If you go to the meeting, then they could assume that we're well working together and could try to hurt you. Oh, what other choice do we really have? Oh, jeez. It was supposed um, to be such a simple assignment. Just go and try to clean up a little bit of a mess. Out in Podunk Iron's Edge. Yeah. See, Antigar just kind of like plops into a seat and he's holding his head in his hands. So, Harkos is going to walk up to him and he's going to place a hand on Ansigar's shoulder. Listen, 
I know that we have a colored history, a very short colored history, but I've wanted to kill you ever since I met you. Oh, so I can't, can't imagine why they would want to. <laughs> that was the first thought that popped into my mind as soon as you started that sentence. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to have a fucking moment here. <laughs> I want you to know you, it's you it has been very apparent from the couple of the, the, the talk and a half I've attempted to have with you on this trip already that it's not necessarily reciprocated but I, I, I want you to know that Trevor and I very much may have misjudged your character purely because of orders you had and recent happenings in mind. Whether you like it or not, I promise to do my best not to let ill fate befall you because of whatever may have transpired in Iron's Edge. I I have a target on my back now. That's and I feel partially responsible and I'm not quite sorry for all that I did because I don't fully agree with what you did but that's that's not right now and it doesn't have to be spoken of for all I care it's it's happened it's over right now we were all equally attacked by the same party and somebody wants you and that somebody has information that I need we need I you know everything that I know I don't have anything else to give no, I'm I'm not asking you for any more. I'm I'm just saying that while you may not necessarily want to jump on the bandwagon with with Phil and I, uh, you are more than welcome to be here. And whether you like it or not, I can only speak for myself. But presumably, after seeing what you did for us today I can think that Phil might follow suit we like I said I I won't willingly let ill fate befall you Ansigar the champion of Dorm so a uh, couple of moments after that you hear from behind the bar I uh, like an old uh, think of it as like an old fashioned telephone with like the real bells Mm -hmm. oh 
Should, should we get that? Good, good answer. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll go get it. And Phil's just like staring at you. He doesn't know. He's not the one in charge. Yeah, me neither. Trevor was. Oh, damn. I did it again. Uh, so it takes you a second, uh, but you look around and, and you find underneath some debris, you find uh, uh, an old, it, it looks like an old, uh, you know, like handheld, like corded phone. Uh, and there's uh, it, underneath the, underneath the, the, uh, uh, ah, shit. The turnstile thing on it. I can't remember what the real name is for that. The, what do you mean the the turnstile thing? Like, are you saying it has like a, a rotary dial? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Underneath that, you can see a little, a little blue arcane, uh, arcane battery. Oh, well, that's fucking cool. That's that's fueling it. I just, not to pull out of the fucking moment. I just want to say, with all your campaigns. Your tiny little fucking world building shit, like all these arcane ways of making modern day technology magical. I fucking love like fucking Cassie had <laughs> arcane light up shoes. We had arcane <laughs> light up cave helmets. There's fucking stupid little tiny arcane light in the phone. It's not necessary to know that, but you tell us anyway, and it's fucking wonderful. So <laughs> bravo to you, sir. Continue. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but uh, so you pick up the you pick up the phone, yeah. Okay, uh, you pick it up and. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, hello. Hey, this Marcus is, uh, speaking. This this is the the conductor. Uh, where are you? Wait, I know that boy. You were the one that that was by my door just a little bit ago. Yes. So. Still no, what? Is, is, is everyone okay? Like no. Oh. But your train is subdued. Hey, uh, well, I just wanted to get in contact with somebody because we're we're about to pop out from the delay lines. Uh, and sometimes it's a little bumpy getting out, so just kind of be prepared for that. But I mean, we should be. Should be getting to Aramore here about ten minutes or so. All right. Well, your car four has a most of a wall missing. Oh. Oh God. Uh. Just so you're aware. Oh. Oh dear. Um. Okay. I. Uh, I hope it holds. That's, that's, uh, that could be bad. If the structure doesn't hold up, then the back half of the car could split off. And they're not meant to, they're not meant to go through that kind of punishment. Uh, so just, just, just find something to hold on to or get strapped into something because this might get a little bumpy. Thank you. Then you hear you hear like a power down as the as the line dies. Well, hang up the phone. 
And I'll look around and say, well, everybody should probably strap in. <clears throat> We're about to leave the ley lines and I have been informed there's a very good chance that our section of the train could shake apart and be stuck. That does not sound good. No. No. Not. Just making sure we're all on the same page about what kind of fucking day we're having. Okay. I, di uh, I didn't swear. I didn't swear. <laughs> I didn't swear. Uh, so, lining the, uh, lining the walls of this car are benches. Uh, and there are safety harnesses on them in for emergency use, so you can strap yourself in uh, to those if you wanted to do that. Yeah, I'm going to ask Ansigar and Phil to help me get um, Trevor up onto a bench, though, because... I'm not going to watch his corpse jostle around in the train. They they definitely help you. More more Phil. Uh, Ansgar's still a little worse yeah, for the wear. Yeah, he's damaged, which I just wanted to include him so we could maybe get it done quicker, quote-unquote, in case it was going to be a timely thing. It was definitely... Phil and Ansgar, if... Well, I won't ask you to lend a hand, but if you could help, please. <laughs> <laughs> not to be that guy. Uh, so they they help you get uh, Trevor's Trevor's remains strapped in. Uh, but as you're as you're putting him into the chair, you kind of look back and you see his hammer still sitting on the ground. I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna go pick it up. It uh, it feels surprisingly comfortable, like the weight of it. It doesn't feel like as overwhelmingly heavy as you thought that it would. Oh. Mm. And for, you know, uh, something that, that seems like it's just, you know, pure heavy metal, it it feels a little surprising when you lift it. So there's going to be a... Uh... A single tear that rolls down Harkos's feathered cheeks. Um, I don't know if birds can cry or not, but this one is. Um, <laughs> as he, like, holds it in his hands and, like, kind of does the, the bounce thing, like, very lightly, like, of how not heavy it is. And he's just going to say to himself, always full of surprises, aren't you? And I'm going to go sit down with it. Okay. Uh, Landros, do you get yourself strapped in, or are you going to man it out? I'm going to go get strapped in. <laughs> What's okay. wrong? Is that a fart? Good answer. No, it was the chair, I promise. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I could do it on repeat, but I don't know if you'd believe if I just have excellent um, butt power or... The, <laughs> And well, I already knew that part. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so you all get yourself strapped in, and then you hear over uh, the intercom system, uh, the conductor. It's like, well, uh, no need for formality. We're 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 going to be dropping out here in just a second. So 
Uh, hope you're all strapped in. There ain't, ain't no stopping this train right now. Uh, and then just a few moments later, you feel a violent shaking in your train car. And... I oh uh, takes takes uh, a while to train. Uh, you can see because these windows are not covered. I mm-hmm. uh, that you the train takes kind of like an angle uh, as a, a you know uh, as a breach out. Uh, and so it's a little bit of a slow process as it as it kind of just just starts getting out. I. Uh, and then you, so you feel that shaking for for a couple of minutes as you're starting to leave, and then eventually you see you see sunlight, and the shaking stops, and you keep on moving along. Your car did not get ripped apart or ripped off from the uh, the engine part of the train. So yay! Darn! It appears we have made it. Uh, so the the intercom fires up again. You all still there? It, can, yes. Can, you know, can I you just realized it, you can't talk to me through the intercom. <laughs> I did, that you're I, all still there. Uh, so I didn't uh, think we could. If 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 you're if you're still up and moving, I would recommend uh, I'd recommend getting up past uh, past that broken section. We, oh, we okay. The intercom powers down. Uh, we can't just leave all the other people. That that's gonna I, be a lot of people. I can't. You can do what you wish, but I will not leave them. Um, uh. As I'm unstrapping. <laughs> I don't fucking know what to do anymore. <laughs> a fucking day and a half. I, to, I, I, I honestly, I had that same thought. He was like, you should all probably get up here past that broken car. I was like, well, what about all the other people? Um, yeah, well, Landros is unstrapping and heading towards the back cars. He's he's going to go to the far back and start with them, moving them towards the the front. Uh, Assuming they're not awake yet. I uh, so you start heading your way back. Yeah. All right. You open up the door and uh, you see some of these people are starting to move and sit up and kind of take a look at what what the hell is around them. Um, it, oh, what? Why am I on the floor? Uh, this is most peculiar. There is no time to explain. Oh, All God. of you that can move, oh. move <laughs> to the front. The feral, the feral are here! Oh God, please don't hurt me! I don't, I don't want to get hurt. You watched me walk onto this train, right by you. No, I was, I was first boarding. I didn't see anybody else. I don't know who you are. So, it, are there windows? Ah, uh, yes, be- yes, between the cars and stuff. Yeah. 
So it would be noticeable that Lan Ross walked onto the other car and then just immediately stopped and is now just standing there. Oh, yeah, okay. I, now I see what you're talking about. Yeah, you. well, you'd see when the door opens that you can see into the next car, you can see that people are starting to move around and shit. Oh, okay. Well, Harkos will go to help get them moving as well. Oh, God, there's another one. What? Oh, I've, got, this I've got a coin purse. I, it's somewhere. It Just don't hurt me. Listen, I've, I've not had the day for more people to be upset that I'm feral. If you would like to stay back here while the train shakes apart, you are more than willing. But if you would like to come with this man and myself and my friends, we would like to take you to the safe part of the train. But I have no qualms leaving you back here away from scary me. <laughs> I... You know, the government doesn't doesn't negotiate with terrorists. It, if you're trying to take over this train, they, so Harkos is going to look up you. at the rest of, at the rest of the car. That goes for all of you. Anyone who wants to be on his side, feel free to stay back here and risk the train falling apart from the people who attacked it. And your cars will be separated from the rest of the train that is going to continue on to Eremore. But if any of you would like to go to the safe part of the train and make it to Aramore where you can all disembark and get as far away from me as you fucking want to, <laughs> please proceed to the front three cars of the locomotive. It's actually a quite... It's, that's the right term. I, I was expecting you to not... Okay. That, oh, or, just move. I will be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, sir. Oh, if you speak to me again, I'm probably going to hit you. I'm being quiet. Thank I'm moving on to the next car. All right. Thank you. Uh, the, the next car is much of the same. Uh, you can see the, but a lot of the people are, are starting to get up and move. Uh, you know, it's, it's the folks with, you know, that are hurt a little bit more severely are getting help from some of the other passengers. And uh, they're starting to they're starting to move towards you, basically, because you're coming you, through the door. Yeah. So. Looks like looks like uh, everybody's kind of up and moving. If there's any that need assistance, I will go assist them. Okay. Marcos, uh, having his patience exhausted by douchebag in car number five. <laughs> um, oh, six. What in six. the last car? Um, is going to just repeat the same message that anyone is more than willing, or more than able, more than. Harkos is more than happy to assist all those up to the, the front of the train where it's safe. But if you want to stay back here because he's a monster, feel free. And then he's going to turn and walk away. He would have helped. That man exhausted all of his good nature for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was thinking that would be a little funny. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was. Nick thought it was funny. Harkos <laughs> is kind of fed up today. He's trying to be helpful. This guy's being an asshole. Harkos ain't having the whole, oh, feral creature shit today. a big uh, part of me that wants to knock him out and put him in overhead storage and leave him here and then purposefully <laughs> shake the train apart. I uh, see how he likes walking to Aramore. So, so Phil comes in and he starts helping some of the some of the folks too. I, uh, but uh, you all uh, you pop open the door 
uh, to the next train car and you hear the uh, very loud whistle of wind as it kind of gets pulled into the the ripped open train car. But uh, it doesn't seem as bad as when you were in the ley lines. There isn't as much tumultuous wind. It's just it's just loud and you can tell that the the damage is worse now than it was when you crossed through here the first time. Uh, so you can definitely you can definitely feel like getting to the other side of this is definitely a good idea. Uh, but you you guys help everybody get across. Uh, and takes uh, the the conductor said it would be about ten minutes, and it's uh, pretty close. Takes about ten minutes, and uh, you can see the town of Aramore. I uh, the town itself is organized into. You, you can see this through the window. The town itself is organized into three, uh, almost ringlets within the city. I. Uh, and the outside area seems to be mostly residential. Uh, you can see a lot of tall houses uh, and almost kind of like leaning apartment building type looking things. Uh, and looks a little rundown. Uh, the middle section looks like one giant bazaar, uh, like shopping bazaar that you can see. Oh. Uh, it's very bizarre uh, that <laughs> there's shopping carts and uh, there's storefront signs and there's a lot of people that are in this section. Uh, and, and you're crossing through these sections as you're going as well. So you can observe some of this directly through the windows as the train really starts to slow down as it gets into town. The middle section is very upscale. Uh, that there's... Uh, that, I, I I hesitate to say mansions, but they're almost mansiony. Uh, and then in the dead center of the town is a large cathedral uh, that has has many tall spires that look to be, uh, if you know anything about architecture, is very gothic, like gothic architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of being like dark tones that is uh, bright white marble that this Ooh. this cathedral is is made out of uh, and then at the top of each spire is a cone of gold that Fancy. that tops off that tops off each spire uh, the rest of the the rest of this ring looks very uh, it it's not businessy and it's it's looks a lot residential and there's a lot of what could be thought of as like government buildings think like our government buildings that they have that that certain style to them that you can you can see a similarity between some of these government looking buildings uh but the train comes to a halt i kind of in between the middle ring and this inner ring uh, that you get off of the, the the train disembarks into the merchant section. The middle ring. Okay. Uh, 
but the train comes to a halt and as soon as you stop you can hear the twisting of metal and uh, that there is a large shake as the that car that was damaged gets crumpled by the weight of the cars behind it. Thank goodness we all got out. And I think that is where we're going to go ahead and call it for tonight. That you have just arrived in Aramore. That's another not so not so bad cliffhanger. No. Yeah. 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 See, I can do nice ones every once in a while. You can be nice every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. What's that's number number three in (laughs) forty episodes? Forty plus episodes, technically, because of the other stuff. Well, some of that I didn't run. That's fair. At least 40, 40 episodes. And I mean, I make up for it in the hero episodes because I'm a dick. True. Anyway. Very, very true. <laughs> thank you all for joining us at our table. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying our content. And if you are, we would humbly ask that you support us uh, in one of a couple of different ways. We have our Patreon uh, that we are good little warlocks and we offer up sacrifices to our patrons uh, depending on the tier that you choose and if you wanted to do something a little bit more simple or Patreon is not your thing uh, do something as simple as buying us a coffee Uh, if you go to ko-fi.com and search for Rolling in the Geek you can do a one time uh, donation support there so Brad where can these fine folks get in touch with us you can subscribe to us on our website at rickypodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek or on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter. If you want to talk to three guys, oh gosh, three dice goblins attempting to attempt, attempting to talk, apparently. Yep. <laughs> three dice goblins attempting to run a podcast. Feel free to tag us at Roll in the Geek. That's R O L L I N T H E G E E K. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week you are the arcane trickster rogue of sound. You fool the masses into thinking that everything just happens in the moment that there is no cutoffs on sound <laughs> that it's all just naturally happens that way can you please cast us something fun to go out on unless you're a patron then you have counter spell and you get to hear all of the bad <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh yeah. I guess yeah. I'm still in a uh, odd mood which uh pulling back the curtain as we like to here. You might think that um oh Nick's upset cuz they they record in blocks. You would be right. But Ken has had baby. So blocks are smaller lately, which is fine. Now it is the next day in real time for us, but it's not like moments later. Nick's just still really upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I can I can lighten the mood for about three seconds as I try and rhyme numbers, which apparently is one of the most difficult things on the planet. Uh, Hootie Hoo from Nick and Harkos, because I haven't died yet like Brad did. Um, as oh what what? Uh, I'll try and keep this shorty as we get out of episode forty, and. Uh, we'll see what exactly gets done in episode 41. I'm not sure. Um, this week, um, as I said, I'm still sad. Uh, so I haven't stopped, uh, lamenting the loss of Trevor. So this week's song is another homage to his memory. Uh, yeah, and I'm doing, I'm... Uh, singing an acoustic version of it to make it even more sad. So... (laughs) (sighs) Here we go. I'm definitely not okay. I'm not sure what I'm to do. I'll try anyway. (laughs) Today's another day to move on. I'm crying again. I'll be fighting in your name every day. (sighs) Can't give up. Won't back down. I've got to move on. It's what he'd want me to do. So I try every day to move forward with our mission day after day. Slowly learning what my life has become. Phil wants to help me. I want to get better, but it's so hard to be. Can't give up. Won't back down. Finish our work to honor my best friend. Yeah. That's that one. These are just making me feel like a douche for me allowing (laughs) making me feel like a douche because my dice fucked me. (laughs) Oh, oh, these are 100% aimed at Brad. Because you're not a douche because it is is your job to be the the firm uh, line in the sand that we shouldn't cross. It's Brad's fault for not digging through the countless other dice he had at his disposal because of some stupid idea of sacrilege he had in his head. Anyway, uh, we should end the episode before I rant longer. (laughs) Stop and recording. Beautiful human, you think you can bribe me with these? Hey, honey, will you? Oh, who's your friend? I am the demon lord, Baal and I am here for his soul. Uh Uh-oh. Well, this is going to be a problem. Oh, no. Ow. 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 I uh 
Told you I had a patron. <laughs>